looks like a job for me. So everybody, just follow me. Because you need a little controversy. And it's been so empty without me. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 Hello and welcome to Get Wood. My name is Jess Wood and I am here and I am in a fucking cranky mood. I, I'm always honest with you guys and today is no different. <sighs> okay. Hi, Rye. All right, you, uh, okay, <sighs> okay, hi, Ty, hi, hi, Ty, Ty, listen, uh, I, I went on my fucking phone, and we all know how distressing that can be a lot of the time, you're, you're comparing, you're despairing, and, and it's just, it's a recipe for disaster and depression and upset. But what do we know? We're just a, a bunch of monkeys, you know? We're just doing whatever we can. We're grabbing at whatever we can to feel better, to feel something, to feel alive at some point and feel, fuck, you know, good about ourselves. And uh, the phone doesn't help. It really doesn't. So I picked up my phone, just thinking, not thinking. And I went in there and I'm scrolling through. And I won't mention who it was that I saw <clears throat> with her tits out. Uh, and look. I always have cleavage. I love to have a little cleavage. I say, come for the cleavage, stay for the stories. You know what I mean? That's what I say. It's a, it's a, it's a tag that I use a lot here. But what I'm not doing is I'm not just riding on my tits. Do you know what I'm saying when I say that? You do, because you're smart, because I attract a smart crowd here, and I appreciate you so much. Now, here's the thing. I scrolled. I saw her tits. She was getting a big interview done. And I must say, I have talked shit about this person in real life, so it doesn't bother me to talk right now. And I know to open with negativity and shit talking, it's not a really positive way to go. But guess what? I've been listening to Eminem before I got on here to get myself pumped up and to remember that I have material. I have jokes. I have stories. I have life experience that I get to share with people and just because I'm not popping a tit out on OnlyFans doesn't mean I should get looked over. This is authentic. This is material. When the grid goes down is what I'm saying. When the grid goes down, who needs a story or a joke? Everybody. Who needs an ass? Everybody as well. But do we, but is the ass going to save us from the sadness, maybe, maybe. What am I? What am I walking myself into? Asses do save from sad. Asses save. I understand, but should asses sell comedy? That's my question to all y'all. I uh, I adore you and I love you and I want your feedback. You heard word. Okay, so <sighs> I got that out of my fucking head. Um. This is my shirt that I still have for sale. I have some tank tops and some t-shirts left. It says easily dick-stracted. That's right. That's right. Because again, look, you can look at me and go, what are you talking about? You're selling sex as well. What are you saying, Jessica Wood? And I can say to you, yes, but with jokes. Anyway, ah, it is such a pleasure to be back here and to be with you and to, and to just be able to tell you about my week. What a week it was. Fantastic. Filled with shows. Filled with potheads and, and, and bulk foods. There were so many great things. So let's just get it. Let's just get it together. Uh, you know, I always like to bring you a review from the week of something that I've watched on the telly. And this week is no different. I'm bringing you 
the documentary about divine. It's called I Am Divine. Oh, and she was. Uh, it, it, if you don't know who Divine it was, uh, very, very famous for working with John Waters and eating real dog poop on camera in a movie called Pink Flamingos. I know. Art used to be really arty. Do you know what I mean? Now it's like, I'm going to do a TikTok and I'm an artist. You know, it's like, get the fuck out of here. So Divine, I Am Divine, fantastic documentary about Divine and John Waters as well. I mean, it's really, if you're interested in the filmmaking behind it, a lot of people think Divine was a transvestite because he was a big Big fat guy who wore ladies, you know, sequin dresses. But he was the first, first of all, he didn't want to be a drag queen. That wasn't what he set off to be. He may have been a feminine man, but he did not want to be a drag queen. He just wanted to be, ready, a movie star. So if John Waters was giving him scripts and saying, you know, I want to cast you as this really mouthy, intense broad, you want to throw on a dress and do it? And he was like, fuck yeah. So I feel like that piece of the story of, of his always kind of gets lost. You know, we all think, oh, he was probably a transsexual and he wanted to wear it. No, he wanted to be a movie star and he would do anything it took to fucking do it. Do you understand? And that's kind of goes back to the beginning of this show to say that I understand that people want fame real bad enough to fuck trolls enough to show your ass when you don't really want to, enough to talk shit about someone and be known as like the mean person, just to be famous. So I get it. But Divine took it to another level. He did anything that John Waters wanted him to do. And that meant also eating a piece of dog shit. And they couldn't have faked it. Do you know why they couldn't have faked it? Because the dog shat on camera and then Divine went over and it was all one shot, very Scorsese. Do you know what I'm saying? And went over and nom, nom, yum, nom, nom, nom. Yeah. And people would always bring it up uh, to Divine and say, what was with the shit? Was that real? Was that, how did it go and the shit? And he was always like, I don't really want to talk about the shit. Can we not talk about the shit anymore? <laughs> I was like, if you eat shit on camera, you're probably going to be asked about it like a whole bunch, you know, but I respect that. I respect him. And what I also respect is that he did whatever needed to be done to get to where he wanted to go. And now look, I, I don't think that he, uh, did anything that hurt anyone else for sure. He's just doing him. Uh, he didn't talk shit about anyone. He ate shit. He put on a, spa a sparkly, sparkly gown when no big dudes were ever cross-dressing. It was all about the slim, the slender, the fashionable, the very, like, um, what was it in the 80s was like, or in the 70s, there were, like, soap opera ladies and people. That was who the, the drag queens were kind of emulating these very upscale kind of Kentucky Derby hats, you know, slim uh, ladies, and here comes Divine with this big old body and his big old fucking mouth, and he used to get nasty at the live shows, and I, that's uh, another reason that I adore his legacy, is that he would just get up and say, you know, oh, I can smell your fucking cheesy cock from here. Why don't you go have sex with that nasty fish-smelling cunt over there? You could have babies, you know, and just, just, I mean, really going for it, and I gotta say, I respect that. I do. I respect it. I respect people not giving a fuck. And that is why I got hyped up today to Eminem.
I feel like I was thinking about it while I was in the shower and I was listening to it. I'm going to kill you. You don't want to fuck with me. Bitch, it's true. I mean, you know what I mean? There's all this stuff. There's all this very um, intense dialogue, intense <laughs> activities happening in his uh, in his lyrics. But it was less uh, violent. Like I was thinking about, I mean, I know that there were still Girls Gone Wild, and we've talked about this, Girls Gone Wild and Columbine were all in 99, but he was reflecting what was happening. Same with Marilyn Manson. I respect these guys that are reflecting. Dave Chappelle, a perfect comedian who reflects the times and is not scared to say what the fuck is going on here? What is happening? And to question it, you know? Because when this cancel culture started, uh, what it did automatically was just shut down conversations. And that's why I open, when I do live uh, comedy, I will always open with something very intense for the crowd, uh, like my abortion material. It kills. Don't forget, my abortion material kills. And it really does hit in a place where, oh my God, this is controversial. Oh my God, why is this lady talking about that? But at the same time, it's a conversation fucking starter. So when you're going home later that night, maybe you <gasps> gasped at my abortion material, but when you're on your way home with your boyfriend, you go, you know what? That blonde lady, she was kind of, I mean, what'd you think about the, and it just gets, I'm not saying, she, oh, she was right, but she was kind of talking about a lot of stuff. What do you think about that stuff? You know, that's why we're here. We're here to spark conversations. We're here to, uh, uh, you know, get into shit and, and pull it apart and and just analyze and and joke and make it lighter for all of us to take. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not just here to shake a titty at you, even though that's lovely too. Maybe that also helps you feel like everything's okay. I'm here on a Tuesday, I'm shaking titties, and you guys can you can tune in and go, oh thank God. All's well in the world because Jess Wood is still here with a titty shake. Do you know? So that's Consistency is also really important in <laughs> our mental health. Uh, anyway, I was very lucky this week. I must say I was very, very lucky this week to be able to go to a couple of shows, be able to be on a few shows that were so delightful. I was so, uh, I was just so thrilled to be able to put my voice in to these places. Uh, first off, I was on a podcast last week called Carla V thinks out loud. Now, please go and watch that because it is, well, first of all, if you have two hours, if you'd like to watch a full length film, <laughs> perhaps you'll go and tune in to Carla's show because it was interesting at the on, at the onset, because she said, oh, do you want to bring something like a prop or something, you know, for like a show and tell where you could talk about the thing that you had? And I was like, I am girl, I am the show and tell. Do you know what I mean? And so I had to tell her, uh, Carla, you understand? I could talk about myself for hours. Do you understand? <laughs> like I can, I was on a road trip by myself where I sang 99 bottles of beer on the wall with myself. So I am pretty much self. Well, I've been on my own since I'm 15. Like there's a lot of things that add to me being pretty self-sufficient and wanting to tell you about how I've survived all these years. That's right. Survived. That's right. Violent hippie upbringing, gang member, uh, you know, junior high school situations, dropping out of high school, living by myself, riots, moving, boyfriends, drugs. Oh, it's a fucking beautiful book. It's a gorgeous book. And I can't wait 
until we can get it together and fucking put it together. I mean, I've written it. I've written it. Here's the thing. It's frustrating when you've written something and you've years and years of writing and the agent keeps going, yeah, we probably need to edit it a little more. Now, if I had my tits out, like for real, for real, and I was calling some sort of magazine and being like, hey, I'm a fucking bitch who's got her tits out, I might have had uh, more of a <laughs> publishing deal by now. But because I keep it authentic and I say what I mean and I mean what I say and I haven't sucked the right dick ever ever for someone who is very active I I really have never gotten my lips around the right dick and this is not to say that I haven't loved the dicks that I have sucked sure of course but if there's a dick out there that could help me in the industry, I've never wrapped my lips around that one. No, uh-uh. I've even g- kind of scurried away when somebody who's bigger been like, hey, what's up? I'm like, I don't know. Because I, I don't want to feel like I'm a fucking inauthentic uh, user. Do you understand? I don't ever want to feel like that. So it's very hard for me to ask for shit that I want because I'm like... Oh, I see so much hustle. And and look, I come from a family. My mom and look, I don't know who my real dad is, but this mom of mine that raised me, I use the word raised very loosely. Uh, she was an actress and she was a look, she got a nose job and changed her name before she before I was born. She I didn't know I was Jewish. There's a whole bunch of shame involved. There's a whole bunch of wildness involved. But look, this is the bitch who raised me. And she was an actress and she used people. I just watched her. I watched her use people like a bad credit card, you know? And she used to get credit cards. Oh, they were cut in front of us a couple times. They got cut. And look, I don't, and my mom, wow, she raised me a vegan on welfare. I don't know if you know, something was the matter. Do you know what I'm talking about? But anyhow, because of her usury, I always was like, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. And guess what, y'all? 20 plus years in comedy. And I'm like, I don't want to ask it. I don't want to bother anyone for anything. (laughs) It's like, bitch, get in there. Fucking ask for what you need. I am a good comic. I can back it all up. It's not like I'm some schmuck who's like, I can show you a titty if you give me five minutes. You know what I mean? I don't. That's not me. Authentic. And I woke up this morning, not just to this bitch with her tits out on Instagram, getting all this hype, but also to a comment. Now, I got to turn off my notifications for YouTube, y'all, because do you want to wake up to a comment? Listen, I'm, I will quote Cat Williams and say, yes, let the haters hate. Yes. Hate. Get 20 more haters before the summer ends. That's what's up. Haters hate. That's what they do. Let them go. But I woke up to a comment that was like, on one of my, on one of my very funny videos, which by the way, uh, and this dude goes, uh, funny, what's funny about this or something like this is horrible or something like that. Right now I should be grateful that he didn't say he wanted to rape me. Cause a lot of the female comics that I know get comments like I wouldn't even rape you. And it's like, wow, that's not, Hmm. Do you think that's compliment, sir? <laughs> Eeks. Anyhow, so he was like, hilarious. <laughs> and so I could tell it was a white man because his handle was Dixieland something or other. And I was like, Dixieland. No wonder this man doesn't like me. And I do not like him either. But I didn't remove the comment. What I did, he spelled it D-I-X, like a white supremacist, you know, Dixie, whatever the fuck. And he, he wants to hit on me. Well, guess what, Dixie? I, sp- I wrote him back and I commented, thank you so much, Dixie. And I wrote D-I-C-K. S-Y. That's right, you dick. <laughs> I got him. I showed him. I mean, really, it's if that's the most I can do. But uh, 
I just feel like there's so much hate in, in the world and so much usury already that like, come on, man, can't we just be authentic? When I used to book a show, I would call people or email people or whatever. I'd be like, hey, do you want to do the show? Because I really like you. I really think you're authentic and hilarious. Uh, it wasn't just because you went down on me and licked my pussy real good that I'm going to get you on the show. Again, I've never done that. And I should have. But I'm telling you, when you're raised by users, you don't, I mean, you could either go one or two of two ways, right? You could go either, oh, I'm a fucking user too, bitch. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Move, bitch. But I went the opposite way and I was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And that never works out. Let me just tell you, because you know how resentful I am when I'm singing the Eminem songs, <laughs> especially today. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you, bitch. You don't want to fuck with me, bitch. You ain't nothing but a bitch. Oh God. Anyway, I had a brilliant time at a couple of shows. Like I say, Carla V thinks out loud. She's got great guests. She's got local comics, uh, local celebs on the show. I think Miss uh, Albuquerque is there this weekend. Um, anyway, also I did a show at a weed shop. And let me just first of all, let me just preface it with. If you've ever performed for weed, for people who are stoned, and listen, I love weed. I, I love a bong hit. I'm, I'm all about the weed. But uh, <laughs> I'm on the marijuana maintenance, if you'd like to say that, because I was a heroin addict for a while. And you know I smoke PCP. I mean, what haven't you done, Jeffs? What haven't you done? I don't know. Uh, hustled and asked for things that I needed. <laughs> Anyway, what is this, an ayahuasca trip that we're watching her go through? Mama! So I uh, went and did a weed show. I didn't know what that meant. The kid hit me up and he was like, hey, you want to come? Are you available to come do this weed show? And I was like, sure. I didn't really, I didn't ask many questions. And uh, so I go and it was literally a weed swap meet. Like it was like, a sw it was set up with the tents and the tarps and the tables, tents and tarps and tables. Oh my. And it was busy. It was busy. It was very busy. They were jamming out. People were selling. People were buying. People were smoking. People were coughing. It was outside though. So don't worry about it. It's like a de Delta. <laughs> Delta. <laughs> and, um, everyone's smoking and they and I thought you know because usually when you do a comedy show uh for those of you who don't know uh we have we supply the host you know there's a comic who's a host and he or she does a fantastical job of getting the crowd warmed up and then bringing us up on stage well uh that day wasn't so much that situation what did happen was one of the men who worked at the mariachi mota mariachi mota bang 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 yeah that should smoke a joint and bang bang and uh so mariachi mota so it was very weed everything was weed there were weed cl weed clothing weed food weed uh you know paraphernalia there was there was press on nails with weed on them uh there was just anything elixirs just anything you can think of just weedy mcketerson and so the setup was that there's that little swap meet under all the tents. And then the only entrance, because they really had to make because <laughs> you had to pay to get in. Uh, the, and the entrance and the exit were the same little area, little row. And that was happened to be between where they put the stage and where the swap meet was. So hmm, a little tight in the outside. So uh, and I'm and it's a little stage. Oh, little. But they have given the MC 
duties. I said duties. Shut up. Uh, they give the MC duties to this uh, gentleman who works at the weed place, and his name is Blaze. Now, come on. They're really leaning into this whole weed thing because remember when I went to Jerome, Arizona, and it's a ghost town, and they were like, oh, there's a skeleton. Ah, the ghost in. It was like they're really leaning into it. This was that for weed. So it was like, okay, Blaze. And he was this big, fat Hispanic dude, tatted up, fucking New Mexico. What's up, Pumps? Duke City, I say. And bald head and, you know, my type. <laughs> That's my type. That's my type. And so he uh, was like, what? MC, I'm the I'm the MC here, and so we were like, okay, and so and what are you gonna fight with Blaze? You, you don't want to argue with Blaze. So, what happened next was um, nothing, honestly, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Blaze sat down at a table that was next to the stage. It was definitely next to the stage, but it was a table. He had a big plate of food in front of him and a drink, and he had the microphone, and he was like, all right, yo, 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 yo. It's time for comedy. <laughs> okay. That for an entire city of swap meeting weed people. And so I was like, that is, first of all, that's not going to get their attention. It didn't. It didn't get their attention. Yo, yo, yo. There's a comedy show. Like, it's not Blaze. Come on. Let's, let's pick up the pace. Uh, okay. So the first guy goes on. He can't. He doesn't. He can't and he doesn't. And it's fine. But not really, because I'm like, can someone warm up these people? Is anyone going to pay attention at all? Is What is happening right now? So I am always, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking when I'm off stage and I'm, I'm very quiet. I get very, very quiet and still before I go up on stage, especially in a place like this where it's going to be very hard to get their attention, you know? So uh, I'm, I'm very quiet and I'm watching everything. And then it's time for me to go up on stage. And Blaze is introducing me. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, give it up for this next uh, comedian performer, Jesse Woods. And I'm like, no. And so I walk up to Michael Blaze. It's Jess Wood. And he gets the mic back. He goes, oh, my bad, my bad. Jess Wood. And I was like, oh my God. So I take the mic from him. And remember, everyone's just doing their thing. It's loud. It's outside. It's noisy. There's smoke everywhere. And I take the mic and I go, thank you. Please keep it going for my ex, Blaze. My ex-husband, Blaze. And man, it was as if I put a fucking record scratch in that weed swap meet. Everyone just turned. Every stoner in the fucking tent just turned like this bitch was married to blaze because i pretended like i was married to blaze fuck everybody so i said so is there like a pause all the kids looked i said i got you motherfuckers and i just went from there it was like i fucking had him i said listen up you fucking stoners take a sip and focus you goddamn kids what are you doing in here i said look at all these kids everybody's so young i said god it's like all my abortions grew up and met me at the swap meet for weed i love you kids i love you so much and you know that they're like huh you know i get a lot of gasps when i do my comedy which i gotta say that's what the fuck we're supposed to do we're supposed to do that you know abortion how they're taking it away and shit nobody's talking about it maybe i'll bring it up definitely i will so and then i because the stage is in between 
the exit entrance, there's people walking by. There's people walking by as I'm doing my fucking material. So what do I do? Well, I'll lean into that too because it was mostly boys and they were mostly very cute. And I was like, damn. Like this one boy walked by me. I was like, oh, shit. Yes. Hello. Hello, sir. <laughs> hey. And all the crowd is like, oh, shit. This girl's crazy. This lady's wild. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm wild. At least on stage, you know. I mean, on stage, you want to be... We're performing. We have the microphone. We are on a stage. We are supposed to be entertaining, you fucking dicks. Like, I don't know what the low expectation that everybody fucking has about, oh, I guess it's going to be comedy. We'll see what they're doing up there. Like, fuck you. If I can, I'm going to get you. And then I'm going to squeeze you and I'm going to juice you for all I have. For all you have, bitch. I want all the laughs. I want all of them. I want all the attention. I want all the laughs. I got people filming me, which I don't think that's a great idea. But, you know, people are excited. They're excited. And women especially, because guess why? Oh, I'm fucking talking shit about, you know, those... Uh, a lot of you have, a lot of guys have grown the pandemic beard, which I think is really handsome. I really like it. It's really cute. And I, I, I like it a lot. I'm a fan of beards. But I just have to tell you, I have also grown out the hair around my lips. Not these. <laughs> yeah, bitch. That means what's going to happen next? I'm going to push your head and we're going to Velcro for a while, there's going to be some Velcro action because there's no double standard here, right? You grow your lip hair, I grow mine. And I'm palming heads like lettuce, ladies. That's what's up. You just push that head down there. You just push it, baby girl. And it doesn't matter. If you're, it doesn't matter. Push that fucking head. Just push it. So I was having a lot of fun with the boys. I also saw a big shout out to Party Wolf Apparel. Saw the wolves there also. I'm like, what's up, wolves? And they're like, hey, girl. I, it, mm, there's a lot of fine ass fucking men out here. Anyway, (laughs) excuse me. And I definitely did look like a big perv when I was talking to some of these gentlemen. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. It's happened to us for years. So it's time we give it back. You know what I mean, ladies? And I wasn't hurting anybody. I was just making it very entertaining. <laughs> As a usual. And Blaze, he didn't he couldn't even look me in the eye when I was done. I was like, thanks, Blaze. That was fun. He's like, yeah, that's okay. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Stop it. Shit. Um, You know, at this moment in time, I would like to say, I know there's not a lot of people in the room right now, but you know, I'd like to say something that might be a little come off a little, well, I don't give a fuck how it comes off, but I'm, I have to say this, uh, you know how Jeopardy was looking for a new host and they finally, they found a new, they've hired Lamar, uh, LeVar Burton. So Lamar, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Reading Rainbow they've hired. And, uh, I just have to say it, um, you know, it doesn't make it okay, like the all the police brutality. Just because you hire Mr. Burton doesn't mean that we still don't need to fucking dismantle the police 
and figure out why the fuck everybody keeps getting killed, like women and men and getting harassed and hurt, you know, black women and black men and brown women and brown men. And uh, you just can't hire. It's like when Ice Cube was like, calling us African-American, like everything is fair again. Do you remember that uh, lyric? So I just feel like it's not, you know, people can say, oh, they hired, oh, this, they hired, they, there must be, racism's over because we've got, <laughs> Burton in the in jeopardy. No, fuckers, we have to work harder at this. Okay, work harder at this, please. Um, <clears throat> thank you. Oh my gosh, I am. Uh, I am. I. Okay. So speaking of America and how fucking scary it is, I went to Costco yesterday for the first time ever in my life because I was raised. You know, I wasn't allowed to have Barbie. You know, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to do the Pledge of Allegiance when I was a kid. So yeah, I grew up a little bit uh, not knowing about a lot of Americana <laughs> situations. Now Costco is frightening, not only because it's so many large pieces of food and products but especially frightening yesterday when I went because what the timing was weird because uh they had just lifted the moratorium on evictions and I don't know about you but I am so frightened and sad for so many people and for especially for our country and the fact that I could go into a place that was like a big box store and it be crowded and people unmasked, also a lot of people, not me. I was fucking worried. I'm like, scared of you fuckers. And, uh, and just just consuming, just buying all this shit, you know? That how are you going to, really? You're going to eat seven pounds of uh, noodles? Like, I get it. At some point, probably you will. But it fucked me up real bad to watch the consumerism. I mean, it was my own fault. I went. I went with my friend. She asked me if I wanted to go. I said, yeah, I'll go. Because uh, I thought it would be an adventure because I've never seen that part of like America. You know, do I do I want to see it again? Not really. No, not really. No, not really. And it made me very sad. And what it made me realize was that the with the free time that I do have between shows and live stuff and working out uh, of state, I need to be putting my money where my mouth is and volunteering. At a, at a spot because there are too many things going bad right now and I'm doing really well. I mean, I'm doing well in comparison to a lot of people. I am still just taking from the gov, but it, that's who that's who we should be taking from. <laughs> you know what I mean? If we all banded together and we, we would probably get a lot more done, but we're so divided. It's so sad. So I don't want to leave you on a sad note, but I will say that, you know, I think especially these days, if you find yourself like getting into your own head too much and, and swimming around and thinking, uh, you know, I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough. I mean, this goes back to the, the top of the podcast where I talked about being a bit uh, resentful of someone that I saw who was getting a lot of press. Um, here's the thing. Uh, people are going to do what they're going to do. I have no control over it, right? We have no control over it, anybody or their lives or what they do or how they work. And it's none of my business. What's my business and what's your business is what you do, what I do. It's, uh, you know, personal shit. So if I'm finding myself 
going around and around in my head and I'm feeling like a little bit sorry for myself, what do I do? Well, I used to volunteer and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to volunteer again because that shit is good. It is good, man. I used to read to kids in New York City. I used to read to little kids. I'd go out to all the different boroughs. I also used to teach comedy to little kids, go to all the different boroughs. And uh, let me tell you something. You can't comedy, stand up comedy for little kids is hard. And I realized it pretty soon because they were fourth grade that I was, I was teaching. So fourth grade is like, like eight, nine, you know what I mean? Right. Fourth grade, eight, nine. And so, uh, they're not as mad and bitter at their parents yet to have a joke. (laughs) They're not as upset and jaded at the world yet to have a joke. So it was hard for me to get them to really dig in there, even though these were all kids from, uh, you know, homes and, and in neighborhoods and stuff that were considered disadvantaged. But I would say, all the neighborhoods and people and teenagers and, you know, the youth that are the problem, all those kids or types or wherever, whenever I've ever hung out or done any work with anybody like that, it doesn't see, it seems like actually <laughs> we're having more fun. Like when you have less shit, you know, I'm going to leave you with this. Grateful Dead have a lyric. It says, uh, when life looks like easy street, there's danger at your door. So whatever that means to you, you know what I mean? If if we're just having it so easy and great, which I mean, we're who's having it that easy or great this year? Not I mean, celebrities and rich people, but us, us people, the norm, the normals, we uh, we have to kind of practice shit that helps us keep up and keep like uh, some faith in uh, ourselves and in each other. At least that's the story for me. So I'm gonna keep practicing. Um, I feel like that was such a sad to leave you on such a sad way. Uh, So let's go back to last year when we did have an earthquake. I was still living in Los Angeles and we had this really bad earthquake last year, uh, this week last year. And so everyone I spoke to was like, oh, fuck, that earthquake really got me. But then the few people that I knew that smoked meth said, what earthquake? That's right. Shaky just shaky normally. Ooh, someone's on my roof. (laughs) I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a imposter. Imposter? Intruder. (laughs) All right, kids, it's time for me to go. I love you so much for listening. Thank you for joining me here today. I, uh, I felt a little weird. I, I have to be honest. I mean, I'm always very honest with you guys. I felt a little off today, but I hope that something that I said resonated with you or made you laugh or both. And that's always my mission. Uh, always, you know, laughter, resonation, relatability. Um, so I'm sending you lots of love and I'm reminding you whatever you're doing, if you're not hurting yourself, you're not hurting each other, you're fine. You're doing great. Don't beat yourself up. It's a time to be gentle to ourselves. Just practice. It's all we can do is just practice. And if it's getting really, really hard, call a friend, I know it's hard sometimes. I get into that place where I'm like, I don't, I'm so upset that I don't even want to call anybody because I feel like they wouldn't even want to talk to me because I'm such a fucking downer right now. No, it's the opposite. I promise. If you call somebody, reach out. I bet you they'll tell you the same shit that they're going through. Sometimes I take a lot of stuff personal and I think, oh, they don't like me anymore. or Oh, they're whatever. And then I pick up the phone and I make the call and I hear that maybe they're having a hard time also. So it's, it always is worth it to just take a little bit of a risk, be a little bit vulnerable. I know nobody likes to be vulnerable, but guess what? 
it activates more shit in this life. So just take a chance. Have a good time while you're at it. You know, go in lightly. Don't bring an old experience with you to a new experience. Is this a lot of lecturing today? All right. I love you very much. I'm going to go. I'm five minutes over for Christ's sakes. Have a fantastic week. I will see you next Tuesday on Get Wood. My name's Jess Wood. And remember, uh, take it easy, please. And please, oh, if you enjoyed the show, please share. It's a hard thing for me to ask. Remember, I told you at the top, please share the show uh, with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Uh, Enjoy your week. Um, Practice being nice to yourself. Okay. You don't owe anybody anything. All right? All right. Why did I say that? I don't know. Okay. Love you. Bye. It's very hard for me to hang up. No, you hang up first. No, you. (laughs) Yes, yes.